are listening to the Becoming Yourself podcast, your bi-weekly dose of self-discovery hosted by me, Veronica Tai, and me, Elena Gieses. We are a lifestyle and personal development podcast created for women who feel like they might be living the wrong version of their lives, but know that they're capable of something much bigger and better. Our promise is to deliver authentic content to help you develop a better relationship with the most important person there is, with yourself, and see what incredible impact it can have on all areas of your life. Welcome to the journey of becoming yourself. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Becoming Yourself podcast. It's me, Veronica. And me, Olena. Hi, everyone. Hello, hello. We hope you're doing well. We are so excited that you have dropped by for this episode. There is so much that we want to catch you up on. Uh, Nothing about the podcast or anything like that. We've just gone through such interesting growth phases in our journeys, and we really want to share that with you. So today is going to be a little atypical and not Mm -hmm. like all the other episodes that you've heard. We're going to do something called a coffee talk. When we were taking our coaching training together, the coaches would get together and we would do this thing called coffee talk where there was no agenda. We're really just there to catch up in specific with that coaching group on like coaching skills. So we're going to coffee talk with you today in specific about becoming yourself. And we are going to share with you a couple of the more profound realizations and experiences that we've had that we really think would also help you as well. All right. So, Elena, yeah. Do you want to start? Because like you made a pretty huge and exciting (laughs) leap uh, over the last couple of months or so. Yeah. Uh, It's so good to not have an agenda and not have a topic. And I think it's the first time Um, we're recording without really even knowing what we're going to talk about, which I love this new format and this new sort of trust the universe that the right message is going to (laughs) come and be channeled through. Um, And yeah, as you mentioned, you know, it's, uh, it's been a while since we got together um, to, to record. So it's good to just catch up on each other's lives and see what's been going on for both of us. The world is crazy right now. Um, and I do feel like it needs healing more than ever. There's not enough coaches and healers for people who are suffering these days. <laughs> That's how I feel about it. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. on my end, um, What's been happening? So, um, as you know, I've relocated um, back in December, uh, and I've lived in Costa Rica for the past four months, which I can't believe it's been so long. And because the rain season started recently, I've relocated again. And now, um, as we're recording it now, I am in Puerto Escondido, Mexico. Um, and, you know, the rain season here. Uh, we'll start in about a month. So I decided to do another relocation. Um, and, you know, I, I have been on the personal development journey for the past four years or more. Um, but I think these four months that I spent in Costa Rica were um, probably this is when I experienced 
something that people probably call spiritual awakening. And I think mm-hmm. I've, um, I had personal development awakening more on a mind level, but um, I think that um, Costa Rica is a very, very special place. Um, a lot of people call it energy vortex. <laughs> it's a blue zone, by the way, uh, where people live the longest. There are five blue zones in the world, and one of them is in Costa Rica. And I think it's a combination of factors that allow people to live longer, they're longer and happier than anywhere else. And I totally can see why. It's just the vibe of the place. So, generally speaking, this is what's been happening to me. What about you? What's been happening to you in the past four months? What's been on your mind? Well, yeah, so much. But I just want to take a moment here (laughs) and just recognize and celebrate with you this new awakening that you've experienced. And I have totally seen that just the types of conversations that you and I have when we're not recording. They're so different, even they were really good to begin with. And now we get to go into such deeper place. And I, I think it's that place of you, that spiritual awakening that you've experienced that allows you to be able to go deeper. And I think that's just so, yeah, that's wonderful. That's fantastic. Uh, That's what gets me excited for these conversations to come. Uh, Of course, the topics kind of ebb and flow with what's going on for us and what we learn along the way as well. So uh, you guys who are listening in, I think you already know this, of course, the self-growth journey is a continuous one. When you're done, uh, you're pretty much done with your time on earth until then there's so much learning to yeah. be had, and it's just so yeah it's so much fun to be going on this journey together me you and all of our listeners to get into deeper and deeper conversations so i i see that within you i have loved loved <laughs> loved all the stories that you've shared with me about the magic of costa rica and everything and man that makes me just want to jet off to Costa Rica so <laughs> bad. Maybe not during the rainy season, but uh, yeah. so bad as well. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, what's been going on with me these past four months? It's a continuous growth journey. And what's top of mind right now is as I continue to coach and I continue to hone in on my coaching skills, I feel like as if I've hit yet another place (laughs) and I'm trying to I'm being Mm. so honest with you guys here I'm trying to make sense of that and be able to use that to incorporate into my usual coaching with my clients so what I'm talking about is this further realization of how our thoughts create our reality. We've mentioned this before on the podcast. We've told you guys this before, that your inner reality is what manifests in your external reality. And now I'm in this place where I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Your thoughts create your reality. And so there's a place in which you can choose to either go and take the ride with that thought or not. It can be exactly that simple. And I know, and I know you guys who are listening, and I know it's not at all. Like, listen, I've got so much going on in my head all at the same time, but 
in meditation, and as I start to dive into the work of uh, a fellow by the name of Michael Neal, he is a fantastic coach. He lives in the world of uh, coaching is all I can really say. And he teaches based on the three principles. The three principles he draws from this one fellow called Sid Banks. Um, Sid Banks has uh, since passed, but this guy was like a Scottish welder. He was just like an average whoever, Sid Banks I'm talking about. And one day he had an enlightenment experience and he just, one of those situations where he just looked up and he's like, oh my gosh, I get it. And so what he teaches is that we have three kind of levels of mind. There's the place where there's a universal consciousness, where we're all connected and we can get like downloads of information. Some people call it the Akashic records. Uh, some more religious texts call it the Godhead in the more modern conversation. I guess we that's what we call the universe, right? The universe knows all. So there's that. And then there's something called consciousness. And it's what allows us to actually understand that, like become aware of the fact that we're alive. Like it's because we're conscious that we know we're here on earth living a life. Then finally, you have the level of mind called thought. And thought is what creates your reality. We know this. We know this from our own self-help or self-growth process. We know this from coaching that as a coach, my job is to help you see things from a different perspective. Isn't it interesting that when you, let's say, let's say you lose your job. First, it's devastating and sad, and you're so worried about what to do next. Oh my goodness, whatever will you do with your life? But in the next second, it can dawn on you that, hey, you got a severance package. You can run off to Bali. Let's pretend it's not COVID. So you can run off to Bali and start to really find your true self. Wow, how incredible and alive does that feel? So what's the difference? How could it be that in one second, you could have been devastated and your whole life crumbled before your eyes? And in the second second, your whole life is opening up before your eyes. It's not the circumstance. It's not the fact that you lost your job. It's what you make of it. It's how you think about that. So anyways, I'm still percolating on that and how to bring this new concept. It's simplified, but deeper and so profound. I've been coached using this method before, and it's just so profound. That's where I'm at. So thank you so much for sharing this. Super interesting. And Mm -hmm. as you mentioned, Akashic readings, it's something I just learned about in Costa Rica as well. Um, I'm super interested in this to get that for myself. Um, And this is very interesting what you've shared, but what's going on with you? (laughs) Oh, you want to know? (laughs) Life-wise, honestly, it's, it's a thank you for asking. And, you know, I think it all ties in because when you say what's going on with me, I I do find very much that I live in my internal world now because now I am getting stronger in the knowing that this is what creates my external reality. Uh, if I were to tell you externally what has happened over the last four months, 
Well, oh my gosh, I don't think I told everyone yet, but I had a concussion in January. <laughs> like, oh, you know, yeah, this I know yes. but I don't think, yeah, I don't think I've told uh, our listeners on the podcast or anything. I didn't even tell people on the Curious Monkey podcast yet. Uh, I have an episode ready to go there, but it's, and it's not a secret. It's just, there were so many lessons that it lent me and it took some time for me to sit and absorb it. So that was back in January. Holy moly. I uh, <laughs> had this life lesson handed to me. I was sliding down a tobogganing down a hill because as you do in Canadian winters and I hit a bump at the bottom of the hill. So I smacked the side of my head into kind of like a, like a little, like a baby, a little snow hill, but it was a really cold day. So it was really hard. So I ended up getting a concussion and that really helped like almost immediately bring me to the realization that I was operating, like I knew I wanted to slow down, but I was still going 80 kilometers per hour. I slowed down from hundred to 80. And in that moment, when I did uh, get into that accident, I was like, holy cow, I was going that fast in life. And it dawned on me what slowing down really looked like, what it really looked like to just settle in the presence and the joy of where you are. So that has been a profound and wonderful lesson, even though it the the way to get there wasn't that wonderful, but that I've been Isn't sitting it with. Interesting how everything, even like the most horrible things that happen to us, when we look back, there's always a silver lining. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and you see why that happened. Yeah. Yeah. It's, there's always a reason for things that are happening. And sometimes, you know, with that said, sometimes the reason is that there's no reason at all. And life just can be impersonal sometimes. So I, yeah. So I hope I'm being clear when I'm talking, but what that did externally, that concussion and me resting and sleeping and recovering is it slowed me right down and everything that I had been teaching got embodied to a whole new level so that like, I mean, mind you, I still get into the places where I'm like freaked out and anxious a lot, but a lot less that I am even more in touch with that internal world. I'm so into it right now. Like this whole internal world thing. I, the words that I use and you guys may have different terms for it, but the words that I'm currently using are soul and ego. The soul can also be your heart knowing, your inner knowing, your highest guide, your highest, most compassionate self. It's that place within you that holds that place of truth. And then the ego can also be the lizard brain, the, uh, what else? Inner critic, you can call it that. And that place, you know, it's trying to protect you, but it comes from a place of fear. So I've really been sitting in this world where I'm really getting connected into my inner world and being able to hear the two distinct voices within me, the place of truth sometimes leads us to places that are freaky and you're like, what's going on? Like maybe to Costa Rica for four months or something like that, or maybe to 
quit my job and go teach yoga. Uh, it can lead us to scary places, but it feels right. And then the ego, the lizard mm-hmm. mind, the inner critic is all the noise that tries to stop you from doing that thing that feels so right and so free. So even I can relate yeah, to that. Like even in my day to day, I can be sitting here enjoying this conversation with you, Elena, thinking, wow, this is just so fantastic and wonderful that we get to have these meaningful conversations to share out to the world and be completely content in it. Or if I really let that lizard voice come in and I try to scare myself with my thoughts, Michael Neal talks about that, scaring yourself with your thoughts. I could sit here and look at how we actually haven't recorded for a number of months now. I wonder if we're actually going to be able to do a good job with this. Is this going to be an interesting podcast? Or is anyone out there? Is anyone even listening anymore? Like it can go, it could reel. It could really reel. And all it really is this place that is so alive and so exciting that I could I could try to talk about it for hours. I think this is like what uh, some of the spiritual teachers talk about, like Eckhart Tolle. He's like, I can sit here all day telling you what honey tastes like, the texture, the color, the sweetness. But until you've tasted honey, you don't really know honey. You know what I mean? So I'm like, I could sit here all day, like talking about this stuff, but uh, nothing beats being in that space of contentment with exactly where you are right now. So, Mm. (laughs) yeah. Mm. So yeah, I just, I just went right, right deep down there. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah, you've been you've been doing a lot of thinking, uh, a lot of being. Well, for me, yeah, yeah for me, um, I actually discovered something. I wouldn't say that contradicts what you just mm-hmm. said, but something that maybe a new layer mm-hmm. for me personally. Mm-hmm. And I know in coaching we talk a lot about mind body connection, and I it was the hardest topic for me always to go into because I know we had an episode where we talked about how disconnected I am from my body. And I think you mentioned that you were as well. Um, And I didn't understand what it means to connect to your body until I was here in Costa Rica. So um, even though all the mindset work really helped me in my personal development journey, And by mind work, I mean all the therapy that I was doing, all the talking therapy, let's say, and um, all the coaching. It was good, but it was just preparing me for the awakening. And the true awakening happened to me when I was able to completely detach from my mind and be fully in my body. And that experience for me happened with... um, Um, There are many modalities, new modalities that I've tried here in Costa Rica, including breath work, which is incredibly powerful. (laughs) Um, I've I've tried plant medicine um, and um, I've just been doing a lot of yoga, a lot of meditation, a lot of mindfulness. And um, I really was able to dive deep into my feels and cry a lot. And I realized big 
breakthrough for me was that while you know all the mindset stuff is important and detaching ourselves from our thoughts is important full healing cannot happen without somatic experience and by somatic experience i mean movement breath crying emotional release you, i personally realize that yes you can do the work on your thoughts and it's a very long process to you know rewire your mindset re, re, rewire your neural pathways it's a very long process but what can speed up that healing process is connection to your body and connection to your feelings and full detachment from your mind actually full detachment from your thoughts and um you know to me a big theme here in costa rica was um healing my shame um and it's something i've been really looking deep into healing those shadows and seeing how much i'm ashamed of my body you know certain things in my life and how how hard it is for me to to share those mm -hmm. um so you know doing breath work for example showed me how much shame i have and where exactly it lives in my body i'm literally carrying it um on my shoulders um so th those experiences they have form and shape and you can feel them um and without that for me personally as much of mind work i would do it wouldn't get me fully healed until i let myself feel the pain and go deep into somatic experience so that was a big big breakthrough for me because i'm a very rational used to be a very rational person a lot of uh, masculine energy a lot of um you know um rational thinking and even my whole coaching was based on rational like let me detach from my thoughts approach but i realized that this is not enough for me anymore to be able to achieve de depth um i need to connect with my body so that has been a really really healing experience for me. That's amazing. I love that your experience has brought us to this conversation about body work and somatic work. I yeah, that was a lesson that I learned as well uh through the path of therapy actually. So the first time I ever experienced therapy it was through EMDR where it's uh it works with bilateral stimulation and if i were to sum up EMDR in a nutshell it's basically a method of therapy in which you it's not talk therapy like and that was the thing that i requested i was like please i don't want to talk about it anymore <laughs> like i'm just I've already talked about it. Like I just needed to fix. So EMDR was perfect for that in that what it does through bilateral stimulation is that it gets you into your subconscious mind and whatever was kind of funky that got wired in, maybe some weird belief about your worth or about uh, what you make of the world, it actually gets rewired just like that, just through bilateral stimulation. And the thing is, 
I thought I was good. I was like, yes, okay, misunderstandings cleared up, good to go. And I found a few years later, I was like, why am I still in this one place? Why have I come back to this place where I'm still feeling kind of funky? to kind of share a little bit with you, it was definitely around my self-worth and the relationships around me. Like I, I was like, I, I know in my head, like, I mean, there's no more undercurrent of anxiety, which was so uncomfortable, but uh, when it comes to worth and being able to show up and speak up, especially when I had to set boundaries, my goodness, that's a tough one for me with other people I just, I still froze up and I was like, what's going on? Why am I here again? And that's when I found somatic processing. So this is Peter Levine's body of work uh, mixed with Craig Penner, who does natural processing. And those names I'm dropping out there because Peter Levine actually has some fantastic books that you should, uh, that you might be interested in reading. I can't remember the exact title, something about a tiger. (laughs) And in that book, he explains the importance of being connected to your body. So I think that's where we had that first conversation, Elena, where I was like, yeah, I'm a yoga teacher. And I thought that I was pretty connected to my body. Then we learned about your body compass and coaching. And I realized how uh, much more I could be in tune with my body. And then I experienced somatic processing. And I was like, whoa, (laughs) like a whole different world. Your autonomic nervous system is the storehouse of your implicit memories. Everything. That's where your subconscious lives. It's not in your brain. It's in your body. That that was one thing that I didn't um, quite make a connection on. Everything that you have ever experienced that has ever shaken you, that has ever uh, caused any sort of emotional charge, lives in your nervous system. And it hasn't gone away, especially if it's been imprinted. In uh, yoga, we call those samskaras, things that have been imprinted that kind of trigger us when we see it again. And it's through exactly what you said, Elena, these somatic healing modalities that we're then able to release anything that stuck, that got kind of Again, kind of like those misunderstandings that got kind of wired into our, now not our brains, but our bodies, we release it. So I love somatic processing um, that you would need to find a professional who's like well-versed in that to help you through it with. Another one though, that you don't actually need a professional per se. And only like, I mean, the, the caveat here is like, you're not trying to process through like major trauma or anything. You're just trying to process through like habits that seem to have stuck with you. So David Bertelli does shaking. Have you tried that, Elena? No, never heard of that. Okay. So let me see. I've I've got my computer in front of me right now. Let me Bertelli, B-E-R-C-E-L-I. So David Bertelli helps relief or helps relieve kind of somatic imprints via shaking. It's so crazy. So I oh, actually had, I have done that. I have done maybe yeah. maybe not I didn't attach a name to it, but it's called active meditation, I think, when you 
He calls it tremoring. Yeah. Tremoring. So I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure that. there's like a. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's so crazy. It is so interesting because that's when you use your own body's knowledge to let it kind of get through whatever it needs to get through. He puts you into like uh, a variety. He's got YouTube videos. You can look it up. He puts you through a variety of like body positions and to, to induce tremoring. And it's just so crazy how your body just kind of takes over and it starts to shake. And yeah. the idea of the shaking is that it's shaking. This is a, such a basic uh, explanation, but it's like shaking off the things that are stuck. The the fear that had to be suppressed or the anger that had to be suppressed. Now it gets to be released out through the body. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool too. Yeah. I love this stuff. Yeah. And, and you know what? I was mind blown with tremoring and with breath work. Like these are two things I literally tried in the past few months for the first time. And I mean, the power of it, like when someone mentioned to me breath work in the past, I'm like, what can breath work do? Like, it doesn't seem, you know, interesting to me at all. Like, what can you achieve with your breath? Right. But there is so much you can achieve because um, with breath work and there are very different types of breath work out there. And I've tried a few, one called um, the biodynamic breath work. And mm-hmm. I know that there is a holothropic breath work. Um, and uh, one is more intense than the other. So one puts you in a fight or flight mode. Um, like it, it stresses your body out so much <laughs> that you get into the fight or flight mode. Um, but with that comes a lot of emotional release. And how do you, mm-hmm. how do you do the, I'm, I'm so curious, you know, this conversation has been a long time coming because I've had one experience with breath work and it traumatized me and I just never did it again. Yeah. And I'll tell <laughs> but, you why it traumatized you because, okay. So the, so I've met an amazing breath work, um, uh, and trauma release, um, coach here in Costa Rica who I've been doing breathwork sessions with and the modality that she uses is called biodynamic biodynamic breathwork and with this modality she makes makes sure that you don't go into the stress mode too much so it's a controlled breathing Mm -hmm. so when she sees and she's present with you as she's guiding you through the breathwork so you only get yourself to a certain threshold so you know as you know, our nervous system, there's sympathetic and parasympathetic. So it doesn't let you go, um, you know, beyond a certain threshold. Um, so you don't get into the s- stress mode, fight or flight mode. It just gets you to the tipping point so that your body can, you know, release certain memories. Um, and uh, it was so freaking powerful, like the amount of information that started surfacing in my mind with that, mm-hmm. with this type of breath work was insane. All the, all What's, the types of what childhood memories. Sorry. Yep. Go ahead. No. Well, I'm getting kind of excited, but uh, what was the breathing like? Like, can yeah, she needs to, it, to it would need to be a professional to explain it. But what the type of breathing that she did is a circular breath. So it's always the same amount of inhale and, and exhale. So, you know, with some types of breath work, you do um, 
inhale, do sharp inhales and long exhales or like slow inhales and sharp Mm. exhales. Or sometimes your inhales are twice as um, short as your inhale. And that's the way to regulate your fight or flight. But with biodynamic breath work, it's it's a um, circular breathing. So your inhale equals your exhale. The way to intensify it is to either do your inhales and exhales just through your nose or nose and mouth or mouth. So when you do it through your mouth, you actually intensify the process. And the speed intensifies intensifies the process. And then a big part of biodynamic breath work is movement. Because what happens is as you start breathing, and when you're when someone holds space for you and you're being guided with the music, your body, if if someone is safe, she felt very safe for me, you start moving. And if you mm-hmm. let your body move without any agenda and without any shyness, your body is so wise. It starts moving with the breath and, you know, creating this emotional charge um, that often, not necessarily, but often uh, for me resulted in extreme emotions um it brought up memories of you know my childhood and it's good to come to breathwork sessions with intention and Mm -hmm. it just you know very very vivid memories of my childhood came up um Mm -hmm. and a lot of inner child healing a lot of um a lot of crying um a lot of emotion came up and very very intense stuff um, wow. and then um, it usually happens in the integration phase, not as you're breathing and doing the breath work, because the most important part of each breath work session is integration. Once you've done the breath work, you lay down and then you, um, things start flowing, energy starts flowing through a body, those memories start coming. And, um, this particular practitioner used touch the power of touch as well so when she sees you know um that certain energy needs to be moved in your body she helps you move that energy and um sometimes she used the motherly touch uh, which released a lot of a lot of emotion so it's a very very cool tool and after each breathwork session basically i had to rest for the rest of the day because it's very intense that's cool see because i'm i'm thinking back to that breath work uh, experience that I had. And we also did circular breath. Like everything sounds like as if it was a good idea, right? Like, I mean, they're, they're, they also use touch, but they also, um, they, they mapped out the body where they would watch your breath and wherever the breath seems to get stuck, they would actually put uh, a hand there or maybe a tuning fork. They use that as well. And, and they would give you a mantra to, to use to release um, common limiting beliefs that would be stuck in those particular body parts. I think, mm. you know, I think what out of curiosity, so, okay, why, my, why was your experience not good? Well, that's what I, that's what I'm thinking. Okay. So I think the traumatization came from the fact that it was a workshop. I didn't do it individually. So you did it individually. And no, I did it both in group setting. I started with a group setting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So 
I, yeah. So with the group setting, what happened for me is this was before I realized that I'm empathic. <laughs> and now that I think about it, I'm like, yeah, that's probably not a great place for an empath to be where everyone's emotional turmoils are bubbling up to the surface. Cause I wasn't traumatized because of what came up through me. It was that everyone around me was hurting and I just, I was crying and I couldn't stop crying and I was shaking and I couldn't stop shaking. And I remember one of the practitioners just put her hands around her ears. I didn't even think she realized, like she didn't know that I was empathic and she wasn't really catching on to that. Nothing of my own came up. I feel like I walked away from that having sucked up everybody else's stuff. <laughs> so I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> what I don't know what to do. Very interesting. Thank you for sharing your experience. I would honestly give breathwork another chance. Um, and, you know, there's so many different types of breathwork as well. Like literally this week, I just tried something called elemental breathwork and Uh, it's based on four elements um earth water air um and fire and there are four different types of breathing based on four different elements uh and i believe earth is the slowest breath and then you go faster and faster until you get to the fire and you know you do a few rounds of those uh breath it's it's a bit more intense um, and I did it online. So you, you can turn off camera and people turn off their, um, you know, if you do it in a group setting, people turn off um, their sound so you don't see how other people process um, and are in their process until you actually do the sharing after the session. Mm. Uh, but, you know, I hear what you're saying about being an empath, but... <sighs> I don't know if, if you are willing to look into this, but potentially breath work and being surrounded by other people's pain is something that can help you get through this, right? And maybe get more acclimatized basically to, um, to other people's suffering. I don't know. <laughs> just, just a thought that popped up for me. Yeah. Well, I think <laughs> so. <laughs> the last one, I'm like, no, that doesn't sound like fun at all. But I would love to give breathwork a try. I would actually do it in a private setting. And so the word empath is new to me. It's like I had that experience. And then um, a little while later, like a year later, I had another like big experience. And that was when my uh the people around me were like, yeah, you're empathic. And <laughs> first I heard that from my own coach. And then I went to my friend who's also an energy worker and massage therapist. I was like, oh, guess what? Like my coach was saying how I'm, I'm empathic, but it could be like a language thing. <laughs> my friend looks at me. She's like, no, yeah, you are like, duh. And so I felt like as if I had six fingers all along and I just realized that I have a sixth finger and everyone in my life was like, yeah, no, I like you totally, you have that, you know it. So what I've learned about it though, um, still new to me is that 
If you are an empath, what that means is that you are more prone to absorbing the people, like people's energies around you, including their pain, whether it be mental or physical. And it's, of course, on a spectrum that some people absorb more than others. Um, Some people can actually feel physically other people's pain. And that's not what I experience at all. I feel their emotional pain. You need to learn how to protect your energy first. You need to like get in touch with your own energy field and learn how to protect that. Uh, Otherwise it just gets sucked right out. So that's the only reason why I wouldn't do a group one again, like maybe virtual I'll do it again, but I just wouldn't do a group one until I have a better handle on how to harness and manage my own energy. Yeah. But I think a private one would be cool. Yeah. And I didn't know that there's different types of breath work either. So that's really cool. Did you, did you like Well, holothropic is the one. Well, holothropic breath work, I I think is like the one that's, um, I'm not sure if you heard of Wim Hof, the guy who does the, I I believe the Iceman, they call him the Iceman, (laughs) who um, Mm. does this really intense type of breath work. Uh, and uh, it almost puts you in a state of, you know, um, like really out of body experience. The, the journey is really intense. I haven't tried that, um, but I do know, you know, different teachers, uh, like there are different modalities basically of breath work. And the reason why I resonated so much with um, the biodynamic breath work, because it doesn't put your body into too, too much um, of a stress and it can be regulated by um, a space holder. Um, and even with that, I had massive breakthroughs and experiences uh, with that type of breath work. Like I actually had crazy insights that came to me <laughs> um, as a result of that. So I would highly recommend those who are on their healing journeys to look into that. That is so cool. Yes. Well, now you're getting me back into opening up to trying <laughs> more, more breath work. Yeah, that's really and, awesome. And and I would also, I don't know if we um, had this discussion already, but I also would highly recommend um, those who are on their healing journeys right now. And I feel like the world is going through massive um, awakening right now, like, there is mm-hmm. collective consciousness awakening. And uh, one of um, the books that I recently uh, read that talks a lot about the important, the important power of breath and daily breath work practices, like easy morning breath practices that you can start with. It's called How to Do the Work by Dr. Nicole. I'm going to butcher her name, Pereira, mm-hmm. I think, um, on mm-hmm. Instagram. She's the holistic psychologist. I've been following her for so long. And she talks about the importance of healing, not only from the mindset perspective, but uh, body and soul perspective. Um, And she talks about all modalities, including breath work and the importance of our breath as our life. Importance to finding that safety in our breath every time we're stressed and anxious. And she actually gives some really good tips on 
daily breath work practice that doesn't take more than five minutes every morning, but it's something to consider to start preparing yourself for something more intense. So I really, really enjoyed this book and I highly recommend it to everyone who is on a healing journey. Um, I think it's one of the best books I've read in, in a while because it's so, it, it looks at healing from the holistic perspective, not just, you know, of one very particular narrow, small um, area. It just looks at your healing um, as, as one whole thing that you can tackle. So I really enjoyed That's it. Awesome. Yes. I remember you talking about that book. I still need to put that on my book list or it is on my book list. I need to get to reading that. Yeah. That's awesome. So yeah, I think, I think today was an episode of like, giving everyone a whole bunch of resources. <laughs> We've got Nicole Pereira's, Dr. Nicole Pereira's book. What's the title called again? How to do work. Right. How to do the work. We have David Bricelli and his uh, tremoring or shaking work, breath work that you can look, you guys can look into who are listening in. Uh, I looked up Peter Levine's book. It's called In an Unspoken Voice. And there's a tiger on the cover, which is why I was like something about a tiger. Uh, his first, his very first book is called Waking the Tiger Within. And I think that's probably uh, has something to do with it. So Peter Levine Interesting. and his body of work has Tony, been Tony yeah, fantastic. Has uh, his book called Awaken Your Giant Within, I think. So it sounds a very similar <laughs> title. Yeah. I Yeah. Similar title. I feel like they're both talking about very different things, though. I think uh, Tony Robbins probably sounds like potential, sounds like like awakening the potential within you. Whereas Peter Levine's like, haha, awakening your subconscious mind that lies in your body. Not haha, but you know. Yeah, so we've got, yeah, we've geared you guys up who are listening with a whole bunch of resources. If you're a... Uh, if you love like kind of nerding out and all of these psychology and self growth resources as well, you're totally going to love what we just shared. <laughs> and we'd love to hear what you think about it too. So like DM us, if you're following us on Instagram, it's at by underscore podcast. And actually on that, it sounds like we're closing, but actually on that no, I think, I think this is a good place to kind of end things for now. Yeah, do you feel, do you I love like catching enough? up. <laughs> yes, yeah. I'm sure we can keep going. You know, there's so many things that happened. Uh, and I'm sure I will be sharing some more stuff on my social soon because I feel like I've been out of sharing my insights for a while. And I'm sure you have stuff that um, you went through and you will be sharing with your followers as well. And collectively, I love that we're catching up and sharing our insights with each other. And honestly, if you guys, if anything piqued your interest from what Veronica and I talked about in this episode, feel free to reach out to us, us either um, on the BY podcast um, page or individually. And we're happy to share with you resources and more information and answer any of your questions because I know and I see how much pain and suffering um, is happening in the world right now and people need support more than ever. So if you're looking for a safe space, you know, we, you can find it <laughs> here with, with no judgment, safe space with no judgment. Yep. 
Absolutely. Uh, Like, yeah, just like Elena said, we're always happy to hear from you, whichever handle you choose to connect with us at. So uh, with that said, if you aren't already following us at the Becoming Yourself podcast, follow us at BY underscore podcast. And yeah, I think that's it. (laughs) We've never ended a coffee talk before. So this is like the very organic way of doing it, I guess. (laughs) This is cool. We should do these catch ups sometimes from time to time without an agenda. Because I think certain things come up for uh, for both of us. I love talking to you. And thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. Um, We are thinking about you know the format and the frequency of how the episodes are going to be coming out um over the next little while but for sure you will get an update from us soon yeah absolutely all right you guys until we uh get to connect with you again next time have a super and wonderful and happy sunday or whatever day you're listening to this at right giving you a big hug bye Bye.